Welcome back to episode 11. We have a special, special guest in today. Um, mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to this episode, um, this podcast. So, you know, I want everybody to welcome in Bean Girl. Thank you for coming in. And um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait to, you know, um, there's so much to talk about. Agreed. Uh, when it comes to culture, when it comes to, you know, just like disability in general and yeah. the things that can be changed mm-hmm. and just so much to go into. So, you know, it's one you know, introduce yourself to the audience that might not be aware of, you know, who you are. Let's give a quick sure. intro. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here with some modern brown men. Yeah. <laughs> like saying that too. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, my name is Bean Gill. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, born and raised here. I have a spinal cord injury and I've had it for 11 and a half years. And um, since from that became an advocate and then also started my own business. It's called Reu Paralysis Recovery Center. Yep. Um, it's a nonprofit where we help people with neurologic conditions retrain their nervous system. And that came through like my journey of recovery yeah. after being paralyzed. <laughs> and then along with all that came all the cultural stuff too. And so I'm also a keynote speaker. And I also have a TV show called Push. It's on CBC and CBC Gem. Uh, so yeah, through what was a big, big tragedy. Yeah. A lot of good has come from it. It still really sucks. Don't get me <laughs> wrong here. It still yeah. really, really sucks. But um, yeah, I'm glad that I have the opportunity and like platform to change the stigma of people with disabilities and especially in our culture, just to like talk about it and mm-hmm. like remove some of that like taboo and like that awkwardness that I feel from a lot yeah. of opportunity people. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Like for me personally, like I get inspired by your story because thing is, like, I, for me, I have that ability to walk around and everything. I have that. Mm-hmm. But when I look at you, I'm like, you took and, you know, like it was a tragic thing that happened. But mm-hmm. rather you harping on it over a period of time, but obviously it, it took a process. But the fact that you took this opportunity, be like, you know what? Okay, I'm here. But how do I use this as a platform mm-hmm. to help others how do i grow from this not like as individually but collectively mm-hmm. as a community that people are going through the same struggles i know i've been there alone at nighttime or mm-hmm. a day throughout the days where i had those dark days i know what it feels like yeah and for me i i have a profound respect for you that Thank you. i could never be in your shoes be like yeah i can do it. like i struggled on a day-to-day sometimes just to find motivation mm-hmm. you know no, it's true. You know, like on a daily, yeah, we, sure. we, yeah. a lot of the times, like we take things for granted. Yeah. The basic things, you know, our mobility, yeah. you know, a way for me to hold him and Mike, for me to speak. All these things mm-hmm. are basic things that can be taken just like that. It and, definitely can. And, and, you know, I'm just, I have the gratitude towards where I can, I'm capable of doing these things and I want to do something with it, you know, and, and I'm just empowered by everything you have done opening in your, you know, your clinic. <clears throat> and Thanks, your show just and you know you have this community in Edmonton too mm-hmm. now where it's like your own little army that's right <laughs> watch your toes <laughs> really peeps are moving out <laughs> you guys really are and it's empowering it's so empowering yeah. I, I, I saw your 
I was just watching your podcast. Is I saw your clip. I was like, last couple of days, that's all in. I mean, on YouTube. <laughs> and one of the things I saw, you won a passion uh, contest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no yeah. way. I'm the current reigning Miss Wheelchair Canada. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I got my crown at home. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my days. I'm like, this person yeah. really, I just do everything they want. They're not letting the disability define who they are or what they can accomplish yeah. in life. So, you know, yeah. power to you. Thanks, man. I just want to comment on something you said that you said you wouldn't be able to do what I've done. And a lot of people say that to me and yeah. I want to challenge that because I think you would. Yeah. Right. Let, I had no idea that this was my future. I had no idea when I was paralyzed. Like one of my first thoughts was who the hell is going to date the girl in the wheelchair? Yeah. Who's going to date me now? Nope. I was freshly single, just left my ex-husband three months before. Right. And like now I'm paralyzed and I had no idea what was going to be coming for my future, what it would mm -hmm. look like if I had a future. Suicide came many, many times into my head, right? Because it's just like, you just think, I couldn't, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Right. But like, we all have that will to live. And I think um, I had to really dig deep to find mine. And it was just that attitude of like, you know, gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I was in a deep, dark depression. I fell really hard, really deep. And it wasn't until I met a girl who was a quadriplegic who said, I'd be happy if I could move a fucking finger. <laughs> in that instant, I was in my head. I was like, Bean, you're not allowed to feel sorry for yourself anymore. Yeah. Right. I automatically went from being sad about what I lost to being grateful for what I have. Uh, yep. And since that day, I've never taken anything for granted. And gratitude has become such a big part of my daily routine, part of my mental health process. And like, um, yeah, just what you said, like, I love it when people hear my story and see me and realize that they have it good yeah. and that they should really be living their lives because so many of us are existing. Yeah. Too many people. Yeah. No, it's an inspiring period, regardless <clears throat> yeah, of thanks, who man. you are, whether mm -hmm. you know, disabled or just stuck in life, just to see your story. You know, it makes you want to go out there and pursue whatever you want. Because yeah. opportunities are endless. I try to, you know, mm -hmm. I tell people, I'm like, don't put yourself in a bubble. Try it. Yep. No matter what it is, even if you fail at it, it's not a failure. You learn something through that process. Yeah. It might not be the end goal you're, ex end yeah. goal you're expecting, but guess what? That little process, you learn a couple of things about mm -hmm. yourself. Like, okay, damn, you know? So, yeah. But one thing that we do want to touch upon is the culture like kind of perception sure. around disability. Cause when it comes mm -hmm. to like, you know, disability comes different shapes and forms, of course, you know, yeah. it could be someone, you know, with uh, vision or mobility in general. Mm -hmm. And the stigma that we have in our community is so, um, we don't acknowledge it <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah. Like even what I mean by that is let's take, I don't know. Um, one of the things is easy accessibility or what that even means. Mm -hmm. If you bring that up to an, any person in our culture that's that's older than us, the older generation, they'd be like, Kato yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the response. Yeah. Be like, he's like, he's like, that's what the response is. Mm -hmm. And it is such a shallow response. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, how do you know that? Yeah. Well, how do you know that one person that sees that accessibility for that person, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. is not going to put a smile on their face and want them to come back and bring other people along with them. They're mm -hmm. like, hey, that place has this. Let's go there. Yeah. So what are some of like, the struggles you've seen through your journey mm -hmm. with like the mixture of the culture and how everything has kind of, you know, taken place? Good question. Good question. <laughs> I know there's so much there's to it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So the first thing I want to address is like that notion of like, it's only one or two people, exactly. yeah. right? But it's not. Mm. One in five Canadians has a disability. Yeah. And in, if we think of the Indian population alone, it's over 1 billion people. Yeah. A lot of those people have disabilities. Yeah, <clears> it's just that. we don't see them. Yeah. Right? We don't see them at the Gurdwara. We don't see them at weddings. We don't see them at parties. We don't see them at house family functions. So that's why we think it's only one or two people. Yeah. But it's not. It's a lot more. We just don't see them. Right? Mm -hmm. So like, and the reason we don't see people is because the stigma in our culture is that it's shameful. It is. Yeah. You bring yeah. shame upon your family. Like, oh, you're not like, perfect. So yeah. Right? You're, <laughs> you don't have this perfect family, so you must be hidden. And I have a few, like, Apne friends who have disabilities who were born with it. They have cerebral palsy. And I'm like, okay, tell me, like, what this was like. Because I was yeah. 30 years old when I was paralyzed, right? Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. And, like, what was it like growing up? Did your parents take you places? Did they keep you at home? Like, what was it? And the people who are outgoing and whatever, they're like, no, my parents took us everywhere. They never, they never let me feel like I had a disability. Yeah. And then the ones who, you know, you know, they... Their parents never took them anywhere. They never told them they had worth, hmm. right? They constantly made Crazy. them feel like a burden. Yep. Whether it was said explicitly or not, that's what happens. But it's just like, I didn't want this. I did not ask for this, yeah. right? So now why all of a sudden you're going to look down at me mm. because of this? I don't think so. And in the beginning of the, like when I was first paralyzed, like I had no self-confidence. I couldn't even make eye contact with anybody, yeah. right? And like, so when people would stare at me, like it would destroy me and um, my mom would have to like yell at people what you never seen a girl in a wheelchair before <laughs> right <laughs> at superstore i remember it very yeah. clearly it was an opna man and his wife and they were just staring at me yeah. getting in the car and um it's just like and the reason they're staring is because they're curious mm -hmm. right like and i know like usually the first thought is like well what happened to her yeah <laughs> right and people aren't used to seeing you know young people in mm. wheelchairs yeah it's hard to like go through that in that when you're in that fragile mental state right now i openly take the time i'll go up to them and be like sasigal uncle what's up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just i can see it on your face you're yeah. not hiding it very well yeah. what do you want yeah. <laughs> right? and now now i just don't give a shit now i'm just gonna talk to them and tell them that like this is what happened to me. I had a virus that attacked my spinal cord, mm -hmm. right? Within 10 minutes, I was paralyzed. Wow. And like, you know, I guess I didn't say how I was paralyzed. I had, yeah. yeah so <laughs> I was in Vegas. And it's it a rare was, case, right? Yeah. And I basically had like really excruciating pain in my low back. Lasted a couple of minutes and then I couldn't move my right leg. And then a few minutes later, my left leg went prickly from my hip to my toes. Mm. And that's it. I was left paralyzed from the waist wow. down. And the wig is too... In Vegas, yeah, on Friday the 13th. Oh, the hot. Yeah, <laughs> you can't make this shit up. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, so, but talking to, like, opera people, now it's just, like, breaking down those barriers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know he was doing I thought he was saying something. Oh, it was paparazzi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Apologies. Oh, yeah, apologies. No worries, no worries. Um... Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So I just talked to them. Right. Yeah. And so there was a period of time, um, where I wasn't driving. I got a DUI mm. after I was paralyzed. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so that was the last time I drank. It was December 3rd, 2016. Mm. And, uh, 
I crashed my car and um, got a DUI. Not my brightest time. Yeah. It was very like the disappointment from my family is what has kept me sober for seven years Yeah, because I do not want to disappoint them like that ever Every again. Oh. Yeah. It was bad. And like, you know, luckily nobody was injured. It could have been a lot worse than what mm -hmm. it was. Yep. And so there was a period of six months where I wasn't driving. I couldn't drive. So I had to take an Uber because I had Ryu. I still had a business to run. Right. Yeah. And so I was taking Uber from my house to, to and from work and uh, never in my Uber description do I say that I use a wheelchair, right? Because I don't think I should have to disclose. And I am fully independent. I can take my chair apart and I just tell them where to put it and how to put it in their car. And so I would, you know, open my doors. As they say, Uber's here. I go open the door. And a lot of the times the look I would get is, oh, deflated. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Gotta help this chick with those wheelchair and shit, right? And I had my bag and I often had my walker with me and like, you know, a lot yeah. of my shit. Yeah. But then on that 30 minute car ride, right? Sometimes I would initiate the conversation. Sometimes the driver would, where they would just be like, so like, what happened? Why do you yeah. use a wheelchair, right? And then I would just tell them the story and like what happened. And then they're like, so where am I taking you? I'm like, to my business. You work? Like, you own a business? Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> like you work? What? You own the business? Yeah. And that's another separate thing, right? Where I get a lot of, I got a lot of just like, uh, surprise <laughs> that somebody with a disability could be running a business, <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, oftentimes by the end of the ride, the driver has said to me, thank you, Berta. Thank you for changing my opinion on people with disabilities. And like, that's how I'm going to change the world is one mind at a time. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's super tiring yeah, <laughs> to have to educate all the damn time. But that's also my burden and my superpower. Mm. Right. That's, I think, one of the reasons why I was paralyzed is like, because I have this voice and like to make this change, which should have happened like in decades ago. Yeah. you know sure. but it's okay it's never too late it's never too late to change <laughs> so here we are <laughs> yeah. no as you said like you know people don't realize like how many people actually have disability as you said out of what one out of five canadians mm -hmm. that do experience you know disabilities to a certain extent so in our culture it's just like a idea that doesn't exist almost yeah but like people can't get disabled and as you said even if they do mm -hmm. be like it's like something to be frowned upon be like yeah. and you have to slowly change that idea of like it's like encourage to think outside of the box yep. to normalize this yes it's exactly. normal Exactly. You know, at the end of the day, no matter what it is, like I wear glasses that could be considered as a disability. It is. Right? Yeah. It is. Well, essentially it is. It is. I, I can't, so at the end of the day, well, why don't we look down on them? Like, man, he has anchor on. Like, he look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's, it's true, yeah. though. No, for right? real. But we pick and choose. It's like, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. We should embrace which whatever, no matter what everybody has mm -hmm. and put it forward. You know, one of the stories... um, I owned a Pizza 73 before, mm -hmm. and one of the owners, um, her daughter, her name was Mina. Um, she same thing. She was paralyzed. I didn't, I didn't get a fully like understanding of um, like what happened, or mm -hmm. it was just like a brief. I just saw her, and then my heart went out to her, and I'm just like, man, like 
that's like what she's going through. I will never know what she's going through. Mm -hmm. And it just broke my heart to see like people do cast judgment mm -hmm. in our culture. Yeah. They don't like wearing a suit and being on a wheelchair or like holding crutches or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. People are like, no, like Jalous. I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. Are we trying to progress as a community or, or take it back to God knows when? Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's, um, yeah, I, I get I get caught off guard by culture how insensitive they are. Yeah, they're very insensitive when it comes to certain. Like even for me, like I sometimes like even when it comes to yourself, like I don't want to um, say anything that almost feels like no shit. Why did I say that? Like does that feel like it made made you yeah. feel bad? Do you like how do you how do you yeah. cope with that? Because like you know for me it's yeah. like I gotta say a certain thing. Like I, I gotta pick a certain thing. I can see on your that doesn't offense you, right? <laughs> fancy but like oh how do i say this how do i phrase this yeah do you think we need to have these talk more whether like it's okay you don't know but we can have this conversation yeah 100 100 like that's why i always say like i'm not going to get offended if you say the wrong thing i'll just correct you yeah exactly right and if you have questions like i'm the person to ask yeah right because i'm not going to berate you i'm not going to make you feel bad i want people to ask these questions yeah. i want love that people want to be inclusive Right. And so like, instead of just being worried about saying the wrong thing <laughs> or being offensive, way. right. Yeah. You can just say, and this is what most people say to me is, I don't know if I'm just being offensive, but I'm just going to say this. And then they say it. Yeah. Right. And then it's just like, well, no, it's not offensive. Right. And like, but like I said, I'll just fix it. Like some people will say, you know, wheelchair bound. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's like, that's a really negative term. Wheelchair user yeah. is more appropriate it's yeah. functional and that's what i am because mm. i don't have a seat belt there's nothing binding me to my wheelchair yeah. but if i didn't have my wheelchair i would be bed bound mm -hmm. right yeah. okay. so like thinking about the words we use um we often also use like the medical model of disability mm. which is feel sorry for them they need pity mm. right and like then, then there's that hierarchy yeah. but we don't want that the last thing we want is your fucking pity and that's what people don't realize is like they they do small things that it makes it like oh they need a handout. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of the things. It's like oh no, like they try to baby them, but like mm -hmm. no, just be forgoing understanding what they're going through. Yeah. Have a conversation with them. Yeah, go from there. Don't think like they're lesser of you. Like oh no, you gotta do a certain thing. And I have you know grown to have conversation. Whether it's like hey, I don't like just come off, don't come off as arrogant. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation. Be like hey, I mm -hmm. don't want to disrespect you, but this is like how can I you know better the way I say certain things yeah. or how mm -hmm. I approach a person yeah. a certain way, yeah. you know? So I think that's the conversation we need to have more than rather just stare at them corner eyes wherever yes. they go in the corners at the weddings. But like, yeah. oh, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Well, it's like that, like it's that notion of we are both hyper visible and invisible at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I can see when people are staring at me and it's like, hi, my legs don't work, but my eyes do. Yeah. I can yeah. see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, um, I don't know. You think you're being a sneaky ninja here. You're not, you know, but yeah. like, so that's why I talk about disability etiquette. How do you talk to people with disabilities? How do you interact with them? Right. Mm. And uh, like the simplest things is make eye contact. Mm. Yeah. See them. That's true. Look at them. And but just by you looking at them, you're giving them permission to take up space. Yeah. And the three basic things that every human wants is to be seen, to be heard and to be loved. Yeah, mm. exactly. So if we can provide somebody just that to be seen by just making eye contact with them yeah. and then maybe cracking a smile. Right. That's three seconds out of your day. 
to that person, they're like, oh, wow, they saw me. Yeah, they acknowledge. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what? <laughs> and like, you know, that's just, that's step one is that's it. And you don't have to go talk to them. And I really want to make clear here that I'm not saying gawk and I'm not saying stare. Yeah. Mm. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah. See them as a human because yeah. that's what they are. Yeah. Right? Friends, yeah. yeah. And that's the easiest way, I think, to like start that is just look at people. People. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But don't stop pretending like they're not there because <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And then, um, well, we kind of touched about how you talked about you know, just um, trying to educate like people within our own culture, yeah. right? About disability, how to respect them, how to interact with them. Um, so there's there's that one part. But what I'm curious to know is how did your, of course, your family <clears throat> supported you regardless. Mm -hmm. But how did your family respond to it, and how did they educate other people when they were interacting with themselves when you were not there? Yeah, good question. Uh, so like. Something like a spinal cord injury affects not just the you, it affects everybody in your circle, yep. right? Like our house was <clears throat> completely flipped upside down. Yep. My bedroom used to be upstairs. Now my bed is in the family room. Our kitchen table is upstairs in my bedroom because yep. we need space, right? And yep. like, luckily we had a full bathroom on the main floor. Like it, we just made it work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my mom's a nurse. So like that was super helpful, helpful yeah. to have. Well, and at yeah, that yeah. time, my brother and my younger sister were also living with us in the house. And, um, you know, it affects everybody differently, right? So my mom had, she was working two jobs. She had to quit one of her jobs and go take a leave from the other so she could spend all day and all night with me. And like, it was to the point where like, I couldn't turn over. So she had to roll me over every two hours while I was sleeping to avoid pressure sores. Mm -hmm. I couldn't transfer by yeah. myself. My brother had to transfer me into a wheelchair, into the shower and stuff. Right. And so like, it hits everybody hard. Okay. And my mom and my sister and my brother, all people kind of around me were like, they felt guilty walking around me. Mm. And my mom said like, she felt guilty anytime she would walk up the stairs because she knew I couldn't do it. Yeah. And like, she had to work through that as well. Um, and then with my siblings, like, you know, there was some jealousy there because now my mom's attention is solely on me. True, yeah. Right. And I mean, one of the biggest blessings of this whole paralysis journey has been seeing a therapist. Mm. I've seen a psychologist from day one of being paralyzed and, she not only saw me, she saw every member of my family individually wow. and then to all of us together. And she facilitated a really healthy conversation about everybody's feelings without making anybody feel bad. Mm -hmm. Right. So like my siblings having jealousy and stuff, they're totally allowed to. It's a normal At thing, that yeah. time, I would have been hurt had mm -hmm. I known that they were jealous. Right. Like yeah, I would have 100%. taken a different yeah. way because I was in a very heightened mindset. I was not calm. And like, I was very, it was, an, it was a trauma, trauma response, yeah, the mental is, state yeah. that I was in. Right. But like, now we can talk about that. <laughs> right. And so like, we still, I'm still seeing my therapist. It's been 11 years. I still, I see her on Thursday actually. Yeah. Right. But like, that's been the biggest blessing because like through that, I learned how to communicate, learned how to love myself mm -hmm. fully, deeply with disability and all, and like have been able to help my family with that. Yeah. And then in turn, the ripple effect of disability yeah. is my friends and family have such a bigger awareness now mm -hmm. of other people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Like my friend, Tony, 
And um, so this is like our brown guy group of friends, right? right? Like they really stepped it up after I was paralyzed and it very it shocked me a lot. Yeah. But they're at my house every week. They took me out to restaurants. They oh, were wow. like, you know, treated me normal. And um, he told me one day, he's like, he was outside the bar and some guy in a wheelchair was lost control and fell off the curb and was in the street. And he's like, I just hopped to it and knew what to do. Got him back in his chair. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I would never have done that had I not known like you. Yeah. Right. And wow. so like, that's the beautiful part of it yeah. is like people's yeah. eyes are now open. And so many people have become advocates for, for accessibility. Mm. Right. Like my sister, I call her my secret service. Cause like <clears throat> when we go to a restaurant or something, yeah. she'll first go into the bathroom and scope it out check and it check out. it out. <laughs> and then she'll come back and be like, yeah, it's good, good for you to go. <laughs> Hey, shout out to your right? sister. <laughs> and then, but if it's not, then she's the first one to go talk to a manager. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like if there's somebody using the accessible stall, she'll be like, hey man, like Get you should be out. using a regular stall. Yeah, right. Like stall, people yeah. need this. Yeah. And it's just created a lot of allies. And um, I hear people telling me all the time stories like this. Mm. And I love it. Yeah. Because this is how we change the world. Yeah. This is how we literally are changing people's minds. And one person is going to make an effect, a difference to so many others. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. No, even what you said about like the accessibility thing, it's like, I think people don't understand. They might not like, for example, if a, if a sign that says handicap or whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's a reason why that is. Yeah. We like, even like I've been, you know, I'm not, I'm no saint. I, I have, you know, I've done it myself where like you think, you could, oh, I'll just park here for a couple of minutes and I'll leave. Mm -hmm. But now then I like even, I look back at it like, damn, like what if a person drove there, the parking is full mm -hmm. and they just drove by and I, I, I yeah. think don't that, let me catch you no I'm I, I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> how do you think we, we we need to um how should we better ourselves when it comes to that like understanding mm -hmm. of it's not that two or that two minute one minute that 30 minutes I wasn't gone for long you mm -hmm. hear that a lot I wasn't gone for long yeah that's not the point no the point is there's a reason why these things are made for the purpose of to make it accessible for whoever it is that needs to use it yeah and we need to become more uh, respect, like have respect, you know, for that space. Mm -hmm. And when we don't have that, it's like, what environment are we creating? Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah. I think there needs to be more empathy. Mm, yep. Right. Seeing um, life from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. If there was more empathy, there'd be less entitlement. Yeah. That I'm only going to be 30 seconds. I'm only picking somebody up. That's entitlement. It is. Yeah. And what I say to those people, okay, we'll take my wheelchair too then. Yeah. yeah. Take it for 30 seconds Go ahead. and see how it is. Right. Yeah. And like what we, my friends and I have come down to, because it's literally every day we catch people parked in our spots because I'm going to park right behind you and I'm going to get out and go. <laughs> As you should. No, I agree. No, I feel like. Go no, ahead. I'm going to call the yeah. cops. Go ahead. You're going <laughs> to get a ticket and you're paying for my toe. <laughs> because this has happened. I've talked to the police before. Yeah. I don't care, man. Like, yeah. you know, I just don't care anymore this is what it's come down to i have no patience anymore yeah i feel you right and like you know i went to the gym the other day and it's it's, it's an, an uh up in a strip mall right and there's two people parked in the one in the accessible stall and one in the lined part oh, the without line it, one, yeah. both without tags yeah. and so i use the 311 app and i report people right and like you know, usually i'm not a snitch but this i will snitch on yeah and i reported them and it's a 500 dollars ticket right but like this is how you're gonna learn that's yeah. true though it is yeah Five hundred dollars, man. Otherwise, you're just gonna keep on doing it. And the thing is, is you can park really on the other side, and you can just walk. <laughs> Maybe like two ten extra steps, yeah. <laughs> right? And then what I say to those people: if I could walk, I'd be parking in the next parking lot and be running yeah. over here. <laughs> but that's the thing: it's like you know, 
people are, they don't have empathy or they don't understand. No, no. no. And I think it's just conversations. Yeah. Right. Showing people, hey, people need these spots. It's the curb cut is there for a reason. You know, it's if you don't need it, be grateful you don't need it because yeah. one day you might yeah, and then you're going to curse that day. Yeah, that's true, though. <laughs> right. How do we like one thing I want to do, uh, discuss is how we talk about Gurdwaras and stuff like mm-hmm. that in our culture. How do we go about sparking conversation with whatever committees or whatever, mm-hmm. improving accessibility for all with any type of disability people may have? How do we go about that? Like having like parking spaces mm-hmm. or, you know, certain certain thing implemented <clears throat> that can help you guys or anybody in general that's going through a disability. I think the most effective way is to find people with disabilities and take them to the Gurdwara. Yeah, show them how it's not accessible at all. Yeah, set up meetings, bring people with disabilities, somebody blind, somebody deaf, somebody with a mobility disability, somebody with an invisible disability, right? And bring them there and hopefully open it because it would have a bigger effect, (laughs) right? And easier communication. But like people need to see that there is a person behind this. Mm. It's not just a label. It's not just a sticker that you put on the door. There is a person behind this. And if you are a true Sikhi grunty, then you should believe in equality. You should be practicing that, (laughs) right? You should not be practicing hierarchy amongst caste or amongst (laughs) ability or color or whatever, right? Like if you're going to follow Sikhi, follow Sikhi for what it is. Yep. not your own made up <laughs> version, yeah. version of it it's true though yeah. <clears throat> so great. yeah passionate about that um <laughs> <laughs> no as you should be back i'll be passionate about it too because as you said we are grantees the gurdwares or what the even sikhi is mm. is just is going down a wrong rabbit hole yeah it's like our own community fights against each other like mm-hmm. the gurdwaras on there's a new one on 66 mm-hmm. it's literally in this little kunji like in a tent <laughs> yes, like house yeah I, <laughs> I, I go there all the time right okay and um it's been in like four or five years in the making mm-hmm. and literally like how you enter is even for certain kids fall on those like pedways that have created because it's just yeah. temporary yeah. right but it's been going on for four or five years but because why because they're fighting against each other over money, money. i guess money is- and the money part is even more crazy to me because it's a good water it's a it's a place for do seva yeah and to get and help people that are in need but yet we're fighting over you know the wrong monetary things rather than focusing on stuff like, yeah. you know, having accessible places, having these yeah. talks, bringing someone in and be like, hey, come in. What do you think we need to change? Mm-hmm. When is the last time that conversation hasn't even brought up? It's never ever. happened. It's never happened. When is it? Yeah. When does that a committee member be like, hey, yeah. hey, being like, we saw your story. We want you to come in and help us figure out this. When does that ever happen? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that, and we're in 2023. We're not in 22,000, like 1900. We're, we're in 2020, <clears throat> 2024, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 2024. And we yeah. still haven't had these talks. That just shows how far behind we as a culture are when it comes to yeah. certain segment in life yeah. where other cultures and communities are so well alchemated. They understand it. And they're so far, you know, understanding, mm-hmm. you know, empathetic. Yeah. They're knowledgeable. They care. They want to learn. Yeah. You it's know? the judgment. Our our culture is very toxic and judgy. Yeah. Our religion is beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Mm. The actual religion is beautiful, preaches equality amongst men and women and everything else. But the culture is what it yeah. just brings all that toxicity in, right? Yeah. And like that's where things have got to stop. 
and it only stops. And I mean, like the serial dramas, right, from India, those are changing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. God, they're changing Thank the Lord. now. They were so right? toxic. So toxic, and like people were creating drama in their own it's families family watching Because of that, yeah, they're like, see, yes. you're going to get off the show. Yes, <laughs> it's because you got nothing else to do. If you're watching this for eight hours a day, and obviously going to create that drama yeah, in your yeah. life, right? None of us are immune from that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so. Look at Big Boss. Yeah. Look how oh, crazy. God. No, it's so viral but it's so in the environment it's so freaking toxic i know cousin i just watch it for hours i'm like yeah how no. why what's the reason <laughs> yeah like that whole the whole culture has got to change yeah, yeah and the only reason it, way it will is like by people wanting to change mm. if people don't want to change they're not going to yeah period I, I think though if there's any we do have any issues within our culture it it can't be changed by one person just because, like, if you like, if you go to Baba, mm -hmm. Baba's not gonna give a shit, mm -hmm. right? He's just gonna brush it off. He's like, oh, mm -hmm. right? But then when you have mm -hmm. a peer pressure by multiple people, then you're like, okay, I, <laughs> you know, something needs to be done, yeah, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's how it's just our culture is. Is just they're just never been educated about it, right? It's from yeah. back home, they're never educated about emotional, yeah. um, you know, disability and all that sort, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is, but you know, thankfully, it's changing slowly. So. Yeah. yeah. That's why I feel like it's like our responsibility as people with disabilities to go out into the able-bodied world and mm. show them like, hey, we're just regular people too, man. Yeah. Right? We're regular people. But like, and then even more so within the cultures. Because yeah. it's not just our culture that has these stigmas. It's a lot of, a lot of Asian cultures. cultures, a lot of South American, yeah. a lot of Eastern Asian, Europe. Europe. Yeah. Right? That have these dis like um, stigmas towards people with disabilities. But mm. it's just breaking it down one person at a time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no really. I wish there was a mass way to like affect the masses at once. Yeah. But there is. I mean, we're trying with push, right? That's yeah. where we're trying with a bunch of different like platforms that we have. But yeah, yeah it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard yeah. journey. Um, and then, um, you know, kind of going back to your business, mm -hmm. we'll get more into that. Um, I know a bit of their story about it, um, but I just wanted to, you know, wanted to get more information about it. Like, the challenges that you faced because mm -hmm. i know like um you're saying like the in regards to the treatment i think it was only in la that that from what i remember yeah i was in california in california yeah. yeah so how did you go about with bringing it here in edmonton sure um yeah so it's activity-based therapy okay. is the treatment that i found in california that i was just fell in love with because the recovery i saw in three weeks was absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible i was like give me your kool-aid i'm drinking it yeah <laughs> whatever you're buying whatever i'm selling you, yeah, right because yeah. it works um and so when i came back i came back with franchise papers mm. from them wow. okay. but like at that time i wasn't in the headspace for yeah. it and bringing this kind of business over the border i think would have been a giant nightmare mm. um and so you know, um, when I found my business partner, Nancy, we just started working out together and she's always wanted to do something like this. And so her and I just worked together. She was going to other people's houses. We saw like the need for a center here. And, um, so then that's when we opened in 2017, Yeah. but the challenges have been real, man. Yeah. Right. Like, first of all, this is a different type of business. It's the first of its kind mm. in Edmonton. There's no blueprint for this at all. The healthcare system did not want us to succeed. Really? Yeah, wow. they did not what? want us to. Yeah. Wow. Why, why is that? Because we're actually helping people do the things that they said they'll never do. Do? Interesting. Yeah. 
So, you know, they're telling people you're never going to walk again. You're never going to have sex again. You're never going to do this. You're never going to do that. Where they come to Ryu and we help reorganize their nervous system and retrain it using activity-based therapies. And they are doing these things now. Mm, Wow. Right. So then, yeah, the medical system, their egos got hurt. So did you see like a lot of struggles when it came to like having everything set up with the permits and all that stuff? How did that, was that process no, really hard? That no, that part was fairly really easy? easy. We yeah. actually got a law firm to take us on pro bono. A lot of the stuff we did for free oh, really? because I'm Indian <laughs> and we don't pay for shit. Right? We always find a way. We always yeah. find a way. And I got a compelling story. So I'm going to pull at your heartstrings until you give me what I want. <laughs> and as a nonprofit, right, we registered as a nonprofit and, you know, I just told everybody this is what we're doing. We got a marketing agency, Zag Creative. They took us on pro bono as well. Wow. Gave us our name and our tagline. Um, and then, yeah, we found a law firm to do our incorporation documents and stuff and an accounting firm and all these kinds of things. That kind of stuff was easy. easy yeah. It was more the stigma of people, right? So like when we moved into the building that we're in now, we got this our sign made from outside. Yeah. And so I found this guy online been emailing with him back and forth about the sign, you know, doing drawings and stuff like that, whatever. So then he comes to Ryu and he looks at me and he's like, you own this? (laughs) What What is going on? And he was literally doing this up and down from my face to my wheelchair. Like he was like short circuiting. Right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, hi, I'm Bean. I'm the owner of this business. And he just like literally short circuited for a minute. And I'm like, yep, I'm a wheelchair user and I run this business. Yeah. And he was just like kind of taken aback and like yeah. very shocked. <laughs> very shocked. And he apologized afterwards, right? But yeah. I'm like, it's just that. Yeah. Is that. And it's like now I find it comical, right? But it's just like, well, this is what people really think. Yeah. How are you running this business? And people are often very surprised when they find out that I'm the boss. Well, yeah. Right? Or like this Nancy and I, but like then when they see me, they're like, Well, what? Cappy. What? Yeah, how do you do this? Yeah. And because I think the underlying stigma with that is that if you have a physical disability, you have a mental disability. disability. Hmm. Right. People assume yeah, they assume yeah. that a lot. But even if you have a mental disability, you can still run a business. You can no, still have a family. You can still go get educated. Right. It's the limiting beliefs that other people put on people that they say that they can't. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really want to remove, because even with these doctors and stuff like, you know, my question to one of my doctors was, oh, so tell me how long you've had your spinal cord injury for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't have, have one. one. Then yeah. how do you know? Yeah. Because you read textbooks? Because you read studies? Yeah. Did those people study me? Did they study my body? No. no. So I think I'm the expert of my body, not you. Mm. And I question people, right? And I encourage people to question your medical professionals. Professional, they yeah. don't know everything. They don't, yeah. They don't. And you're going to put your 100% trust in this person? Why? Yeah. Because they read books and passed exams? Yeah. That's not enough for me. That's true, though. I mean, when it comes to your health, a credential can't be just the only thing that you base off of. Like, yeah, they have the credential. You should trust them. You know, we should always question, as you said, always question. Don't just take their word. And that's that, you know. And there's a lot of times I have seen stories where doctors have because what people don't realize in a human dynamic, we all have, you know, bad days and not bad days. But like we have moments of time where our judgments are lapsed due Mm -hmm. to certain situation Mm -hmm. that goes for a doctor. Uh, hey, I took you in, mm-hmm. not feeling the best at the time. Mm-hmm. Advice wasn't the same. Guess what? Yeah. Months go by, 
where did this come from? Yeah. It comes from that last judgment from a person because it's, it's yeah. normal. It's, it's yeah. human nature. We can't, we can't avoid that. Yeah. You know, so we, as you said, we gotta, you, we have to ask questions. We gotta yeah. be more for going be like, okay, there's more to it. I get what you're saying. You're telling me what's written in the textbook. You're replying it back to me, but this is how I feel, mm. you know? So. Yeah. I also talk a lot about like taking ownership. Mm. right i mean i my recovery didn't really start until i took ownership of it and it was my therapist who said why are you putting your recovery in other people's hands it's not up to them yeah it's up to you right and so until you actually take ownership of whatever it is you're going through doesn't have to be a disability whatever it is that's happening in your life you have to take ownership of it right when you take ownership you build your integrity Mm. and sometimes it's very humiliating and it's really hard to take ownership of shit when it's not in a very positive light, right? But that's what builds your character. That's what builds your yeah. strength. And then when people say, I don't know if I could do that, it's like, yes, you can. Yeah, you can, yeah. We yeah. all have courage and like bravery in us. We all do. Mm-hmm. It's just bringing it out when you need it to like do the thing you want to do. do yeah. yeah. And it was like, and you know, going back to that, because I battle this a lot with people mm-hmm. when they use excuses for a long period of time. I get it. If you're going through a traumatic experience, yeah. seek help. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a period. I truly do feel like there's a period of frame time where you go through a process. And if <coughs> that reoccurs where you just having to feel bad of seeking sympathy mm-hmm. for a longer period of time. I don't empathize with people anymore mm-hmm. at a certain point, but like, Hey, there's people around you that are willing to help you mm-hmm. that are willing to understand what your story is. But if you're not willing to go forego that cost of taking ownership and mm-hmm. understanding, but like, okay, let me look back at my last month, last mm-hmm. year. How, what did I do to improve my situation? Mm-hmm. You know, what have I done? Mm-hmm. But guess what? When you bring these conversations for, oh, you don't know what I've been through. Yeah. That's what I'm asking you. Yeah. You have to better yourself because yeah. there's no other way around it. Yeah. We get this Straight lifetime. Up. We get this one life. Yeah. My life, yours life, most life. We, we don't get another shot at this. No. We don't. This is the only time of time in life. <clears throat> you own this moment. Yep. This moment on your time is you own it. Yeah. You're improving with the rent you pro, uh, with the clinic, yeah. with your TV show. You're owning this moment mm-hmm. and using it to the full enjoyment and helping other people mm-hmm. and taking initiative. That's all it is. But mm-hmm. as you know, because we have a, such a negative and I look, I want to say like <laughs> a weak mentality these days, mm-hmm. we're not able to have these conversations. When we do bring this conversation, they're like, you don't know that, that, that. like, why are you judging me? This, that, but like, I'm not judging. We're mm-hmm. saying no matter whose life it is, everybody goes through stuff. Stop uh-huh. throwing yourself a pity party at some point of life. You got to realize, take accountability. Yep. You know, and we're not, we don't want to take yeah. that because why? Because social media these days is so negative. Negative things are glorified yeah. because that's what brings the joy out of people. Seeing other people yeah. hurt brings them joy somehow. It's a weird thing for me, but it brings them joy. Positive yeah. things, for example, like, you know, glorifying, oh, this is normal, this da-da-da-da, or rain you programs, these will never pop up on mainstream media because it doesn't bring them audience. Yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't bring them that buzz yeah. to collect. You know, that's just, that's the one thing I want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the main reason why we want to start all this because I want to bring different people from my, in our culture. And obviously, you know, as we progress to all lives of culture, whether, mm-hmm. as you said, the stuff that we face in a culture, a lot of other cultures go through the exact yeah, same thing because yeah, it's similar to us. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's the one thing I do just feel like I struggle with when I talk to people. It's yeah. like, 
like, like I, it's so hard. I'm like, I'm not trying to judge, but it's like, at what point do you just stop? Just like stop throwing that pity party. At what point? You well, know? you just got to, yeah. So people who are stuck in the victim mentality, victim role, right? It's always blaming somebody else. It's always somebody else's fault that this happened to them. I hear it a lot from a lot of people yeah. um, simply because people don't want to take ownership. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, I'm just like, I'll listen to your complaints for a little while. But if I don't see you taking any action, exactly, I'm not going to listen to your complaints anymore. And I'm going to tell you, I'm done listening to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Simply because I myself have done all of this work. I'm doing it still. Yep. So if I can do it, you can you do, do it, it too. Yeah. And it might have a different effect when it comes from me because people see me. Right. Yeah. But like, I don't take any bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. These are all excuses. Yep. They're all excuses. We, all of us living in, Canada, I mean, of course, this is a big generalization, right? Not all. The majority of people living here have privilege. We do. We have lots of privilege. Mm-hmm. And there's so much privilege that we cause our own problems. Mm. Smallest thing. Right? <clears throat> like, oh, um, I don't know. Like, I woke up wrong. I can't buy this or I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, even just a simple <laughs> notion like uh, having uh, back pain. Mm-hmm. All right. So somebody has back pain and uh, this is something, a conversation I have a lot. <laughs> People will call me and be like, Hey, I have like, you know, my back really hurts. I'm able-bodied whatever. Can you guys help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What are you doing for your core right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely nothing. What are you talking about? I don't have time for crunches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, did you know that your, our body works with opposing muscles and <laughs> by you supporting your core and that just means even just engaging it right now while you're talking to me is supporting your back muscles. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to come to me, I'm going to charge you $80 to tell you to do planks. Plank. <laughs> oh, you can come. I'll do it. Come. I'll make money. No problem. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm gonna make you planks. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like you have to take ownership of it. You can't go and asking somebody else to help you and to fix all your problems. Yeah. So to these people, I give them a little time, right? And so also for myself, I'm, if I have a pity party, which I'm allowed to have, yep. right? There's rules. I set mm-hmm. a timer for two hours. It's no longer okay, than two hours, yeah. okay? In that two hours, I can cry, kick, scream, eat chocolate, eat ice cream, punch things, whatever I want to do for those two hours. As soon as that alarm goes off, wipe your tears away, wash your face, and get, get back, back to get life. Back to mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, this is here, yeah. right? My disability yeah. is here. I wish it would go away. I wish I had that magic wand, but I don't. <clears throat> so am I going to stop it from letting me live my life? No, you were right. We get one shot, shot at life. This is one meat sack we get, yeah. right? So if we don't take care of this, like what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Right. And if you're not living right now, if you are just existing day to day, then what kind of life are you having? Yeah. Right. Before you know it, you're going to be 80 years old. And then what? Time flies, man. It flies. And so if we are not being intentional and mindful and aware of what we're spending our energy on and what we're doing, Mm. you're just, you're in a rat race. You really are. Right. And you're not living anymore. Now you're just existing. And now you're just (laughs) going to be jealous and envious of the people who are. That's true. And then you get trapped in that negative cycle. Right. So for myself, I unfollowed all mainstream media. Mm. I had to unfollow everything. Anybody that triggers me in any way, I either like mute or unfollow. Mm. Right. Because if they're like a friend or a client or something, I don't want to unfollow them. So I just <laughs> yeah. mute their posts. Right. No, it's fair. You do yeah. you. Yeah. I'll support you kind of, but I don't want to see it. Yeah. Right. And that helps me with my mental health because mm. I have to stay positive for the 
the people who need me to be positive. Yeah. And the, one of the best ways of doing that is being in control of what I'm consuming through my eyes and my ears. Yeah. Right. I still love true crime. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> but then does. also like angel ones and also like personal development to like balance it out. Yeah. Right? No, it's true. That's key. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you built that mental fortitude to get you to this point that you are today, you know. <clears throat> and one thing I want to touch on is just like your, you know, the some of the achievements. What are like some of your proudest moments that you look back, be like, oh, like we came a long way. Yeah, dude. Like individually and even professionally. Because yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes you do take a seat back. Yeah. But like, man, like, what am I really like? proud of myself for doing this because mm -hmm. i think we do need to have the talk with ourselves sometimes mm -hmm. be like man i i really did that and there's nothing wrong with it yeah <laughs> yeah we we don't praise ourselves very often we don't that's a good question <sighs> i think one of the biggest achievements was like presenting an award at the junos I presented mm -hmm. album of the year. Yeah, yeah wow. this past March. Oh, wow. And like was hanging out with AP Dylan. And I guess I'm like texting my cousins. I was like, AP Dylan's here, but I don't know which one he is. There's a bunch of brown guys. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin's wife sends me pictures. I was like, okay. Then he started, he started singing. He started singing. I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, that was a very wild experience. And even when I was on stage, like waiting to go live in my head, I'm like, what the I fuck am I doing here? Yeah. How the hell am I here? Yeah. Right? Like you just don't think like a brown girl from Millwoods, yeah. right? <laughs> like grew up to be on this stage in front of this many people. people. Mm. Like people behind me were chanting my name. I was like, it wow. was wild. I'm getting goosebumps right now. I know. I was like, I'm, so I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> and I'm backstage with all these like big name celebrities and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to find out. <laughs> right? So I was like, oh yeah. So I took the opportunity. I introduced myself to all those celebrities because I'm like, what the hell? What other chance yeah, am I going to get, get again, right? Yeah, yeah that's been one. That was a huge wow. one. Okay. Obviously the TV show, right? Mm -hmm. Like, man, yeah. to get your own TV show is huge. That's, huge. that's crazy. more than huge. <laughs> and yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. It's been really fun. It's been very eye-opening. Um, yeah, and I just hope it continues forever because I just don't want it to stop. I don't worry, so CBC much. has to wait. Yeah. 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 Where, where's there's a broadcast usually? CBC, CBC, CBC and CBC okay. Gem. Don't worry, we'll tag them. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a whole army yeah. attack them. If it's not renewed, <laughs> we're on your ass. <laughs> it needs awesome. to be renewed for season three. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. And then, I mean, you know, some of the awards like Top 40 was always on my bucket list. Oh. Same with Global Woman of Vision. I grew up watching Leslie McDonald on Global TV representing the Global Woman of Vision Amazing. Award. And well, I just yeah. was one day, as a kid, I remember being like, I want that. I had no idea how I was going to get it. I had no yeah. idea I'd have to get paralyzed yeah. in order to <laughs> get all, achieve all this stuff, right? But like, yeah, it's pretty, it's very surreal. Yeah. It's very, very surreal. Yeah. Crazy journey, huh? Yeah, man. It, Looking it really back at is. it, like, you went, as you said, you went through a stage where like perfectly fine one day. Mm -hmm. Life turned upside down. Yeah. Went through a stage where like, as you said, that mentality like, man, like, why me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that that's a rightful response to have when you go through yeah. that. Because when st stuff does go sideways, you're like, why me? Like, and, and you know, one thing I do want to talk about, how did you take that? Like, a lot of people, you know, I, I know a lot of people in my life, they've been through a lot of like, you know, great traumatic experiences, you know. And they tend to blame, like, man, like, 
why me like yeah. god like why me yeah. and then they blame like you know sometimes they they resent god i have seen that a oh, lot yeah. of people yeah. there was yeah. right yeah. It's, it's, see there you go yeah mm-hmm. like you know and how do you cope with that like i it's just like how do you even go through that process mm-hmm. of just like as you said you therapy was one of the things that got you through it yeah therapy's helped a lot and i really dug deep into like the spiritual side so i saw a few mediums i've done a few like shamanic journeys mm-hmm. um just to really get down to the like why did this actually happen yeah. and in one of my shamanic journeys uh the girl who like took me on this journey, you, it's in a meditative state, right? Mm-hmm. And she drums to like your heartbeat. heartbeat so yeah. it's like, yeah, it's really cool. Um, but she said, like my guardian angel came, my guardian angel was with her and his mm. name's Michael and he's huge. And he told her that they paralyzed me on purpose because I was going down the wrong path. Mm. And so my BG, my dad's mom, her and I look alike. Okay. And, uh, she was not a very nice person. Okay. She did black magic. She did a lot of terrible things to people. So when she was 30 years old, she did something that set her on the path that she was on. I was 30 years old and going down a very bad path. And had I not been paralyzed, I would have overdosed and died that year for sure. Wow. For sure. That's crazy. And so, yeah. And then when she was telling me this after, like, I just couldn't stop crying because I was just like, man, like, really? You had to paralyze me. You could have done something You know, else. could have been yeah. something lighter or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they did it on purpose because I was meant for more. Mm. And I was wasting my life. And it's hard for me to, like, talk about this, right? Oh, take your time. Like, but, like <laughs> during me, of like, just listen to the story because it's yeah, so powerful. It is. Like, you know. Yeah, man. It's like, and then, and then there's that notion of, like, before we become souls on earth, we choose our adversity. Mm. We choose the things we go through in life because we have lessons that still need to be learned. Yeah. So I chose this. Yeah. And so then I'm kind of, like, a little bit mad at myself. <laughs> right? Why'd you choose this? Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why this? <laughs> like, at least let me piss normally. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like, come on. <laughs> but at the end of it, like, I know why. Yeah. Because it had to be something this drastic. Otherwise, I wouldn't have learned these lessons. Mm. You know? And then, like, you think of, like, the spiritual side of, like, who you are. Mm. And on the spirit realm. Right. And like by talking to mediums, I've been told like I'm a big presence in the spirit realm. And like, you know, I've talked to my ancestors a lot. I talked to them a lot because one of the mediums told me they're with you. Thousands of them are literally right beside you. And I can always feel my papaji and my baby. Always. Always. It's it's wild. And so like, you know, she told me she's like, talk to them like if you're talking to your grandparents. So every day I have a ritual where I turn my rock lamp on and I say, hey, ancestors, thanks so much for loving me, guiding me, protecting me. Thank you for bringing our family together. Thank you for protecting our family. Um, You know, today I had an appointment at the Cross Cancer Institute, not cancer, but just that's where my appointment was. And it's just weird, right? It's a weird building, you know, like weird energies. And I'm very like, I feel things a lot. And when I went in there, I just felt like heavy. Mm. and so i went back outside and i was like ancestors i'm gonna need you right now right come with (laughs) me please come protect me and to protect my energy as we go in here and as i went in i felt warm Mm. 
you know so it's that's just crazy like, though yeah. like you know like like a lot of people won't even understand what that means they're like no the person's talking about some crazy talk yeah, yeah. but what's no, but crazy like, but that's what i'm saying what is crazy like yeah. being spiritually in tone with what's like spiritually that journey people don't understand really what that means mm. and truly be taking that journey by yourself what does that mean you know it can be taken in different shape or forms mm-hmm. but nine out of ten times people don't even choose to get in tune with that spiritual yeah. journey of theirs yeah and i think people lose out on of as you said the true potential mm-hmm. when they lose out on that yeah because mm. it's scary yeah it's scary this is not yeah. an easy thing to go through and then for somebody to, to hear somebody say like they paralyzed you on purpose mm. it was really hard for me to like really understand that and process it right and you have to be open to it you can't go into these kinds of situations closed yeah. right it's like seeing a psychic or a medium or whatever if you go in there being like this was a fake you're a fraud <laughs> you whatever then yeah you're not going to get anything out of it right but i believe in more yeah. and after my paralysis I had a tumultuous relationship with God for a very long time, still do to this day. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I prefer to say the universe because I have a hard time with God. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, there was this a lot of, yeah, my upbringing had a lot, a lot to do with that. Yeah. And then after being paralyzed, I was just like, you know, why not take it? Why not take all of me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Leaving here with half a body, you know? And then like, there was a period of, well, all I did was blocked because I was so scared. Right. Yeah. And then that kind of, then I turned into anger and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, I had to go through this whole, <laughs> the whole process to get you through. Yeah. I'm well. breaking that down. <laughs> yeah. Powerful journey to say the least. You know, it Straight is. up, man. <laughs> <laughs> this life is no joke. Yeah. So one thing we do want to focus on is the community support. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think you, you Libya, what I want to focus on is like, how can like our communities become like, more inclusive for mm-hmm. individuals with disability mm-hmm. and uh like what are the some things that uh some coverages that can be you know implemented for mm-hmm. in healthcare or whatever it may be what are some things that need to be changed or that are even you know coming in the works mm-hmm. mm. okay i think as a community what we can do to create more inclusion is to um, promote it mm-hmm. right so we're having a nugger gate then where's the accessibility in that Mm-hmm. Are there um, accessible porta potties along yeah. the route? Mm-hmm. Um, is there going to be space for people with wheelchairs? Is this taken into consideration where the sidewalks and roads go? Yeah. Right? That. Right? And then when announcing it, saying this is accessibility friendly or something like that, saying that, hey, we've, we've thought about this. You're welcome here. Welcome here, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Because when there's nothing, then you're just like, I don't know, like, should like, I go? go? Should I yeah. not go? <laughs> is there going to be a bathroom? Is there yeah. going to be this? Yeah. Right? So like, I think just that of like, if we want to have even a party or I don't know, whatever you're having, making sure that you've taken that into consideration and then put that on your marketing materials, right? Mm -hmm. So that people know, so that if a family is looking to come to this family event and they see, oh, what? Wait a minute, I can actually bring my kid, right? Because people will just assume it's not going to be accessible, accessible, right? Especially with Apne. Especially, <laughs> especially, especially. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So these are, and, and that's the thing. It's like, as we spoke about, like, there's a lot of things we as, you know, individuals can do on a day-to-day basis that mm-hmm. can make a big difference, you know? For sure. And small things like that, like not parking in, in, in a handicapped, like, place where it yep. says those 
you know, doing small thing, not blocking. And you said the snow shovel thing. Yeah. Not blocking accessible curve with curve cuts where there's yeah. snow. Yeah. You know, so small that people got to understand like those things are made for, they're not just made, but like, oh, they just decided to make a little ramp yeah. connecting to the road. We're like, what oh. <laughs> people don't know. It's like, yeah. they have to acknowledge that, you know, yeah. don't just push it on into the area of the snow. We're like, oh, we're just pushing on here because there's space. Yeah. Yeah. Why was there space made there? You know, educate yourself more. Yeah. And just be open to it. I think that's, you know, that's the biggest thing is people are so closed and they're yeah. scared of things that are different than them. But if we find more people with disabilities, we need to bring them out. Yeah. We need that. We need that. Or right. To give them and their like, flowers. Be like, hey, listen, yeah. you're heard. Yes. You're, you're, we acknowledge you. Yeah. You're not just a person that can be just, oh, man, you don't matter. Everybody matters. Yes. At the end of the day, no matter who it is, everybody matters. Yeah. So. Um, okay. And then, um, one, well, we're kind of going back to the business part again, <clears throat> but like, um, I'm curious to know what, if you have any upcoming projects for, for the business, like if you're, if there's any other sort of treatments that you're possibly working on, mm-hmm. um, clinic, maybe yeah, second clinic expanding or something. <laughs> Not um, planning on expanding. Yeah. <laughs> our goal is to have our freestanding state of the art facility. Okay. okay. Um, hopefully within the next 10 years. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, that's our big goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that'll have everything, aqua therapy, um, underground parking, heated underground mm-hmm. parking. That's non-negotiable. Yeah. What's happening. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Concrete parking. outside. Yeah, that's no. happening too. Yeah. And then in the same, on the same property, I would like to have a community of accessible townhomes mm-hmm. oh, wow. to okay. address the issue of accessible housing, because that's a huge, huge Change. issue yeah. in our community here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of our big, big goals. Okay. okay. Uh, right now, like we're always doing a lot of R and D research and development into mm-hmm. what kind of therapies are out there around the world. Like right now we offer about, I think 10 different types of therapies, oh, um, okay. that like other cause organizations have created. So like NASA created the astronaut training, okay. which is, uh, for the vestibular system. So inner ears. Mm. And so when the astronauts come back from space, the their space vestibular is system yeah. is messed up, messed right? Up, because yeah. there's no gravity. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so while it is, is a padded, um, table on a lazy Susan and you put them, you lie on your side, your head in a certain position and you spin, you mm. spin at a certain speed, listening to certain music, with your eyes on a light and there's different movements that you do that can retrain your vestibular system. So mm-hmm. somebody along the way was like, let's try this with kids who have vestibular issues <laughs> yeah. and lo and behold, it works. Wow. Wow. Okay. So it's a weekend course that a lot of our trainers have taken. And now like we offer astronaut training. Um, and then there's a lot of other therapies like that are around the world that people are doing. And because we're a private clinic, mm-hmm. we're able to provide, provide them. them. Yes. Yeah. So we're having zebra fish neuro, which is a Pilates based, um, neuro rehab company there. We're hosting them in March. They're mm-hmm. coming to do a course. So, um, yeah, we're always looking for new and exciting things. What's out there? What are people doing? Um, because technology is changing every second. Yeah. I mean, in the neuro recovery world, that's happening too, seems, right? And yeah. like with things like Neuralink and the epidural stimulators and stem cells and then activity-based therapy, like these are the ingredients to the cure for paralysis. Mm. Like we'll, we'll get there in our lifetime for sure. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's coming. Right. And so our, our thought process is, well, let's get you strong enough. Now let's get that connection to your mind and your body and get your muscles working so that when that does come, because trust me, I'm signing up for it, (laughs) right. Your body needs to be able to work and you need to have muscles and the cardiac capacity and your uh, respiratory capacity in order to walk and and do all these things. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I, one thing I do want to say is like, as I said, what's the one message you want to give to people? Because you've been through, you know, all types of emotions. You've mm-hmm. been through the ups and you've been literally been through everything that you could, you know, think of. Mm-hmm. Whether a person is disabled or not, mm-hmm. what's the one message you want to give to people, whether they're on their, you know, career path of becoming successful, we want to pursue entrepreneurship, or they're stuck in that little bubble where they just they get then taking the next step you know when you know how like you're that switch gets turned on in your yeah. head yeah what would you suggest to those people be like how do you go about taking that step like what would you say one of the underlining factor in your life that just kind of flipped the switch be like hey mm-hmm. this is it in one word himmet courage courage yep. do it yep. right like if you're a perfectionist like i was right? You want everything to be perfect. So you're not going to do it because it's not perfect. Mm. Right. And so what I had to learn is the 80, 20 rule. If it's 80% done, send it. Yeah. doesn't have to be hundred percent. Yep. Right. And so with Ryu, I was scared shitless, man. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, first of all, I'm an x-ray tech and a makeup artist. I've never <laughs> run a business. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Major imposter syndrome. <laughs> and yeah. And if it wasn't for Nancy pushing me, she was like, we're doing this. We're doing this. And she's the one who's constantly like, no, we're going to do it. And I'm scared. Like, ah, I don't know about this. Just, <laughs> but like, you just do it. Yeah. And what's the worst things that's going to happen? You fail. Okay. And like you said before, you fail, you learn from it and you keep going. Keep going. Right. And so I think it's just having that courage to just do it. Right. Like put your insecurity aside, take a big breath. Pull your kachia and do <laughs> it. Good. No, straight up. It's true. Right? Like, no, and like, as you said, like, and you're not only a woman of color mm-hmm. coming from a culture that has so much stigma. Yeah. And with a disability, I feel like you as a, as, as a person should be looked at as like an inspiration for everybody. I don't care. Yes, you're, right. a, you're a woman, man, kid. I don't care who Thank you, you are. Mm-hmm. If you can't seek inf- inspiration by what you have done, mm-hmm. I really encourage people to dig deep of what your real purpose in life is. Yes. If you don't seek that inspiration through what your journey is, yes. man, you'll never find anything that's, you know, speaks volume to you. Yeah. I, I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, you know, and thank you for everything you're doing. For yeah, people man. with disability and the conversation you're sparking up and you know even open up the clinic in Edmonton the first ever so more yeah. power to you you know thank you for everything yeah. you do for our community it as well lot, yeah. you know it's it, it, yeah. it's huge you know yeah. and we need more of people like you to step up thank you you know and uh just just go for it really yeah. just go yeah. for it I just feel like you know being in service to others mm-hmm. right save save And like, so I have a tumultuous relationship with our culture and our religion. Right. (laughs) And my brother's friend, a couple of years ago, he said to me, because he added me to this group chat where it was like a lot of sicky talk. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said in that group chat, I was like, Hey guys, I'm really sorry. I don't think this is the group (laughs) chat for me. (laughs) Right. I don't feel like I'm going to be a positive member of this thing. And so I like ducked out. Right. I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) leave. And I left the group chat. And you know, a little while later, a couple months later, he messaged me and he's like, you know, Bean, you said that you don't really, you know, belong in this group and you don't do all these things. He's like, but I haven't met anybody who's practiced Sikhi more than you. you <laughs> and I didn't never thought of it that way until he just, he said it. Yeah. And he's like, you're doing, you do more seva than anybody. 
Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God, I do. I do. I just say I'm in service to others. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And but that means seva. So yeah, be in service to others. Try to help as many people as you can. It's going to come back at you. Yeah. If you're in this life to make money, you'll never make it. You'll mm. never have enough. Because before I was paralyzed, that was my top priority is make money. money. Mm. And I was. I was making six figures. Easy peasy. Living the best life. And then paralyzed. And then my income got cut to 13000 a year. Wow. And then it makes you really prioritize what's important. What do you, uh, and now fun is at the top of my list. If I'm mm. not having fun, what am I doing mm. here? Mm. Right? The money will always come. Always come. It yep. will always I come agree. and it will always go. Cool. That's the important thing to remember too. Right? Yep. And like also just like changing your perspective on it and changing your thought process on wealth and what money is. Mm. You know, like I deserve wealth. I'm going to be wealthy. I will have my own private plane. Mm. But what I think about is like, look how many people I've helped with nothing. How many people can I help with millions and billions? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. Yeah, right? It's Plus true. me flossing. Hey, <laughs> and you have your private jet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. Anytime. I'm proud of you guys for <laughs> taking this and yeah. doing this podcast. Good for you. You guys should yeah. be proud of yourselves. <laughs> These kind of conversations need to happen. And I'm proud of you for stepping out of the norm and like facing the backlash <laughs> that's coming. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You love it. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> That's what my feet off of. He's like, let me see. Bring it on. <laughs> Whatever motivates you, man. That's my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for right. real. Ooh. Thanks for having me, though. I really appreciate it. Uh, definitely, for sure. Um, I guess before ending this off, um, if there's anything that you want to like, a message that you want to give out to the youngsters or whether if you want to pursue a business or if they're facing something with, you know, something tragic, um, you know, just a message to them if, if you want to provide any. Yeah. Don't let limiting beliefs hold you back. Yeah. Don't let anybody else's limiting beliefs and don't let your own limiting beliefs hold you back. Mm. Recognize what's a limiting belief and get rid of it. Mm. Use positive affirmations, put them in front of your face. They really do work. There's been many studies done on this. Mm. Use positive affirmations and more than anything, like be grateful for what you have. Mm. If you have a working body, go move it. Go mm. run a set of stairs and then do a second set for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but just take advantage of it, right? Appreciate yeah. your eyes, appreciate your nose, appreciate yeah. your hearing. We don't get it. It might be gone tomorrow, mm. you know? So appreciate it because yeah. like, like I said, tomorrow's not guaranteed, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I think, yeah. And then if, if, are we like in the general view or are we able to help out any way with the cause that you guys have going on? Even with, mm -hmm. you know, yes. is there anything that we can do to, you know, help support or even like get more engagement? How can we, you know? For sure. Yeah. So um, obviously we're a nonprofit, so we're always taking donations. Donation. Okay. Our website is reu.ca, R-E-Y-U.ca. Uh, we're also always looking for volunteers. Mm. We have quite a few up and volunteers who come to Ryu every week. Okay. And I love it because <laughs> it's really opened their eyes to what people with disabilities, who they are and what they're capable of. Yeah. Um, and so it's very hands-on too. And it's a gym. So you're going to be like working out with people with disabilities. So if you want to volunteer, that's also on our website, Ryu.ca. Um, and then we have a bunch of events coming up too. We have our five kilometer walk, run and roll in mm. June. And in this November, we're having our rise of the Phoenix gala. Mm. It's on oh. November 2nd. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be really fun. Okay. Exciting. So buy a table. <laughs> hey, I'll definitely be <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was insightful yeah. comments, uh, insightful conversations. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thanks All for right, having man. me. All right. Thank That's you for it. tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>